Hey y'all, what's up? It's Ebony and Dustin here. Now we always drop a full episode of Holding Court every Wednesday for y'all. And if you haven't listened yet, go ahead and do that right now. But today we've got another really good Ask Auntie E segment for you. I love this question. And y'all keep them coming. Um, Let us know, hit me and Dustin in our DMs, uh, in the comments section, and let us know what you want to know more about. So we're going to do these segments to make sure that our jurors are getting every single thing they need from the show. Now, as always, remember discussions on this podcast, general information, entertainment purposes only. This should not be considered legal advice. Y'all, if you really got something going on legally, you need to consult a lawyer for your individual circumstances. All right, Dustin. So uh, hit me. What do we have going on this week? Okay, Ebony. So today's Ask on TE question is this. When or why can a child be denied the opportunity to testify in court? Um, And I think this is actually in relation to Angelina Jolie's recent interview with The Guardian, where Mm -hmm. she very vaguely alludes to her 17-year-old kid being denied the ability to speak in a court custody case. Um, Now, and we know that you practice family law, so what's up? What are your your thoughts? Yeah, this is actually extremely uh, simple, um, but, but, but high stakes emotionally. Because I will tell you, I've practiced family law, I've practiced criminal law, I've practiced business law. There was no uh, practice of law, Dustin Ross, that was more painstaking and emotionally charged than family law. Okay. I'll, take, I'll take a murder case mm-hmm. over a custody dispute any day of the week in the sense of the emotions. Okay. Um, and I get it. These are your kids. But uh, as you say, this is in relation um, to, and it's a good example, really, of this notion of children being allowed to testify in custody hearings and divorce proceedings with this Angelina Jolie case. Um, You know, Angelina Jolie has a particular interest here because she is someone who, whose life's work in addition to her acting career, of course, has also been really rooted in this, uh, you know, human rights work, you Mm -hmm. know, that she's Mm -hmm. written books. She's done a lot of stuff for the UN. She's, you know, been all over the world, Sierra Leone, Syria, all these places. Um, And in her work, she figured out, Dustin, that uh, the UN Convention on the Rights of Children has ratified, has been ratified rather, by 196 countries. But the United States is not one of them. Wow. So this is a quote from Angelina Jolie. She says, uh, then I found out the U.S. had not ratified the rights of the child. One of the ways it affects children is their voice in court. A child in Europe would have a better chance of having their voice in court than a child in California. That says a lot about this country. Um, And then she says that the lack of ratification has had a significant impact on her own personal battle. When she says this, my 17-year-old, for example, has been uh, denied a voice in court. And she's talking about, of course, her 17-year-old as it relates to the child ongoing, many years ongoing custody battle she's had with Brad Pitt over their numerous children. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the thing. There's really only one law, one actual law in family law. Want to hear it? Here we go. The court will do what it deems is in the best interest of the child. Period. That is the full law in family court. That is the only real law. Everything else is kind of a derivative of that sentiment. So what that means is this. There are no statutory children's rights. The court takes the place of exerting its exclusive judgment as to what it deems, and by it, we're talking about a judge here, Mm -hmm. to be in the best interest of the child. 
And that single law, Dustin, governs everything in family court, from custody to child support to um, separation, visitation, all of that stuff. Okay. What it deems to be in the best interest of the child, period. So whether or not, because you do see some hearings, uh, custody hearings, divorce hearings, where children are on the stand. I've seen them as young as nine years old on the stand testifying. That is because that judge in that hearing decided that it was in the best interest of that child to be heard in a court of law. So what I'm essentially saying, D, is this comes down to the singular um, discretion Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of the presiding judge, the judge decides whether or not the child gets to testify or not, based on the judge's discretion as to whether or not the child's testimony is going to be in the best interest of the child. Now, that's very broad, but that's what's going on here. So apparently, said judge in Angelina's custody ca- case has decided that the testimony of her 17 year old will not be of probative value, mm-hmm. meaning it will not be an additive, okay, in the decision as to whether or not custody with Angelina or Brad is in the best interest of the child. That's a that's a big decision for the judge to make, but that's the decision, and that's why we're not hearing from her 17-year-old in that case. Um, now, that's that's controversial, to say the least, I, I think you can make the argument that if somebody was a child, 14, even, you know, whatever, whatever. And I think that's a part of the problem, too. People kind of expect there to be like an arbitrary age, D, like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. if you're 10 years old, if you're 12 years old, if you're 15, 16, You can testify. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the court just doesn't work that way. It simply says it has one extremely vague interpretive law that yeah. says the court decides according to the best interest of the child. And that court is a judge and that judge's discretion is controlling. I don't like that, Ebony. I didn't think you would. I don't I like that at all. There needs <laughs> yeah. to be, we need some some rules and some law and order around this motherfucker. You can't just, that. that's too broad of a stroke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, and these judges are so corrupt. They're going to pick and choose when they allow child testimony. They're going to sway the testimony of the children whatever way they want it to go. I don't like nothing about this. And I had no idea that that was how that worked in family court. Yeah, it is. And and, and a lot of people have a lot of problems with it, Dustin, for those reasons you expressed. It's, it, it's I agree with you. It's overly broad. Yeah. It's far too much discretion in the hands of one individual, whoever that presiding judge is. And it's too open to persuasion. You know, like you said, I mean, you know, depending on who your family lawyer is, Shit can go a whole nother way for you based yeah. solely on that. So um, I, I agree. Uh, family law is an area of law that is is ripe with uh, controversy and all kinds of vagueness because it really only has this one precedent setting law, which is it, the court will operate in the best interest of the child. And that's family law in a nutshell. And what what does best interest of the child look like? That is up to the presiding judge. And that is a lot of fucking power. Yeah. No, me no likey. I don't me like no this like- at all. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. It's a lot. Well, listen, we appreciate the question. Um, appreciate you um, 
jurors for um, always giving us these really great questions yes. for Ask Auntie E. We're going to keep providing the answers because we want our jurors to have everything they need. Appreciate yeah. it.